Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Horwardell, joined by Greg Crum. Gregory, the world is a dark and dreary place and existence is meaningless. How are you doing? Everything sucks, Chris. Everything sucks. I hate everything. It's the worst. Greg is bummed. Bummed (sighs) about the Wrexham Woking tie today. Bum doesn't even begin to describe it about about that game. You can't give up those. You need those points. I mean, good team Woking, third team in the National League, but far behind Wrexham. And now Wrexham with two two fewer games played than Knotts is uh, five points behind them for the uh, lead in the National League and the auto promotion. I, I, we don't want to do this thing again where we have to play for the promotion because that went poorly last year, Greg. Yeah, exactly. Why would anyone ever want to do that? You, you, I, I sat through Nottingham Forest. That, that playoff, you know, to get into the Premier League last year was absolute gut wrenching misery. There were shootouts. It was just like that's the last thing you want to do. Auto promotion all the way, Chris. Yeah, can't leave points on the board. Got to beat the good teams if you want to go play in the better league, Gregory. Exactly. Exactly. I, I get that 100%, buddy. 100%. Well, I have, before we get into all of the stuff we're going to get into, BovadaSportsBook.com in front of me. Just because the Super Bowl has ended does not mean sports have gone away. We've still got a lot to talk about. So let's talk about it. Mac McClung, buddy. The Sixers Look, are going to save us. For I don't know why you're so... <laughs> You're so angry about a Mac McClung two-way signing when they're about to show he's about to be showcased in, during All-Star Weekend. He's literally the first G League ever in the slam dunk contest. Like, who cares? The, 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 oh, the, um, the two-way spots are meaningless anyway. Like, who cares? Like, I think I think it's, it's more at least. I think it's more I just want to be able to take my anger and direct it anywhere, and the Sixers decided that in the two days following the Eagles losing in the Super Bowl to uh, bring on Dwayne Dedman and Mac McClung. Um, uh, they landed Dwayne Dedman. <laughs> you, you know what? You're right. I should have, I, I wish I should have, I should have phrased it that way the first time they landed Dwayne Dedman. Um, there, there was a time, and this, this is genuine. There was a time probably five years ago that I really wanted to bring Dwayne Dedman back. He, he was significantly improving even showed uh, even showed a little bit of an ability to shoot from three. Was playing good defense. Was rebounding the ball. I am looking back to see how far. I think this was like 2017, 2018. Um, needless to say, he's not that guy anymore. But let's all right. Dwayne Dedman is somehow only 33 years old. That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, in 2017, 2018, yeah. Oh, no, actually 2018, 2019 as well. Average 10 points, 7.5 rebounds, a steal and a block, 
and shot 38% from three on 3.4 attempts a game. And boy, I wanted Deadman back so badly because that backup center spot has been an albatross behind Embiid for, I mean, I guess aside from the brief period with Andre Drummond last year, it's been a nightmare otherwise. And I don't think they solved it. I don't I don't I don't think they solved it here. Honestly, I and I know he's completely unplayable in the playoffs, but like who cares? I would have brought Dwight Howard back from the Fox reality show Tough Enough, which I think <laughs> rather than Dwayne Deadman. Yeah, it's not great, buddy. They, they they just ignore the fact that they need a backup center. Like they just ignore They've ignored it for pretty much, like you said, except for the the four months of Andre Drummond for the entirety of Embiid's career. Maybe it's because centers don't really exist anymore in the NBA. Maybe that's it. Like, maybe that's why. But uh, honestly, I don't know what to do anymore with the Sixers. I just don't. I I kept getting getting texts last night from from our buddy Eric Milligan who hosts uh, around the NBA for us and spent many years playing Zach Addy on the Fox show bones, big Portland trailblazers fan. And uh, he's excited. Matisse made his debut last night, started for the blazers five of nine from the field, four of six from three, six rebounds, two assists, a steal, three blocks plus 11 and Portland beats the Lakers. This is, it's going to be hard to watch another one of these guys go spread their wings elsewhere. He took six threes in a game? He made four. Uh, what? I don't, I hate everything. It, I don't like Matisse. what confidence allows you to do. I, I hate Matisse Thibel to begin with, but like that's going to bother. That's gonna bother me. Well, because you, don't hate, you do not hate Matisse Thybul. One hundred percent do. Since the day no, he was drafted. No, yep. you do not. You hate people's re- reactions to Matisse Thybul. That's also true. But well, how that can problem- you hate? The, how can you hate Matisse? Like he's like a nice, quiet guy who who just plays okay. defense. I don't hate him as a person. I hate him. I hate him uh, as an NBA player. Because he's a complete liability offensively in almost every situation, except for apparently last night for a different team. I don't, I don't understand. I don't. I, I was confused by what their intentions with Thibel were this season. Because first of all, I mean, we forget the guy's twenty-five years old, but last year really started to figure stuff out, especially post James Harden trade, and then they're just like, eh. PJ Tucker. <laughs> like Matisse is, is a more useful player than PJ Tucker in every category. And you have the added benefit of the lineup not being just super miscast with Tobias having to play small forward. Matisse should have been the starter at small forward the, the whole season. Toby could have been the four and PJ comes off the bench and plays 20 minutes. It make it always made the most sense, but Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers. We have a bad front office, bad coaching staff, a, a relatively bad roster. I, I just you don't have I, a bad roster. Stop with that. That's, uh, that's not yeah. correct. Okay, I'll, there's I'll a lot give of teams in the NBA who have bad rosters. The 76ers are not one of them. 
all right, I'll, I'll, I'll cut you a little bit of slack with that one, and I'll, and I'll take that one back. But overall, thank you for, thank you for conceding that the team with the fourth best record in the NBA does not have a bad roster. It's very easy to beat up on the Knicks and the the Nets, whose best player is Cam Cam Johnson, maybe Mikhail Bridges. The Knicks weren't bad, and also, like. The Sixers uh, play all all the same teams as everybody else, and they have the third best re- the third best record in the East. Didn't they lose to the Celtics without Jalen Brown last week? Oh, you know you can't take one game nonsense from beat anything. A team, any, any Chris, NBA, just beat the team. Beat them once. Any please. NBA team can can beat any other NBA team on any given night. All right, I guess we're doing Al Pacino conversations from any given Sunday. I don't, I don't know. I, I wasn't, but that's a hell of a <laughs> reference. <laughs> oh, buddy, it just there, there's it's you're all you're gonna get from me is doom and gloom today, at least for from the most part. So I don't really I, like. I'm not finding the positives that I probably can in the Sixers, uh, despite attending the game last Friday, which was a very entertaining time. And a yeah. fun atmosphere because it was like a giant pep rally for a much bigger game that was a gigantic disappointment. But what are you going to do? The Wrexham game. Yep, exactly. You you would be amazed the impact that Rob McElhenney owning Wrexham has on the city of Philadelphia. It was it was Wrexham jerseys left and right, left and right. I tried. I have beef with that. I tried to find like a good looking Wrexham shirt and. I just can't do it. I can't find it. All they, they, I don't want like, I don't want an actual jersey. Just sell me a t-shirt. Just like a t-shirt. Yeah. Sell me, I, sell me a cool t-shirt. I'm a little surprised by that, to be perfectly honest. I feel like with the, the, the guys in charge being able to market that sort of thing, along with the partnership with FX, I would think that it's a little more, it'd be a little bit more prevalent and like ones that actually look nice. So I'm yeah, like surprised. I have, I have, at least one, maybe two AFC Richmond shirts that I really like. Oh, speaking a, of. I know. I know. Announced today, coming back in March. Yeah. Get excited. And also announced today, door is cracked open for a fourth season. I mean, all the marketing so far, it hasn't been like the last season. You know what I mean? Like well, the intention talking- was always the last season. But... It was always developed as a three a three year show, well, at least for Jason Sudeikis and uh, and Bill Lawrence. But yeah, they they kind of left the left the opportunity cracked open that this season is going to end in such a way that it would allow for a continuation of the story. Well, that's I mean that's great news. Well, this real this has really turned around some of my attitude, buddy. That I love this. Well, and they also well they on on the negative side they also said. Yeah, we don't really want to do spinoffs because that was what the that was what the rumor was before. Potentially, I don't no no spoilers, but potentially Brett Goldstein's uh, character would be the centerpiece of the spinoff. But who knows? He's in the MCU now. He's going to be Hercules, his big star. Disappointing, disappointing. But, but- dude, it was my favorite thing. Sorry, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen Thor: Love and Thunder, but. It was my favorite part in the movie. Like my biggest reaction in the whole movie was the post credits when Brett Goldstein showed up as Hercules. Huh. I again. Give me the Kent all day. I'm out on Marvel, but I hear you. That would be awesome. 
You love marbles, though. That's where it's confusing. You're always playing. How do you play marbles? What's the goal of marbles? Like a circle, and you fling them at each other, and you fling or not at each other, but you fling the other marbles. You fling the marbles at the other marbles, and you got to try to knock them out of the circle. I don't know. Is this anything like those uh, gobstones in in Hogwarts Legacy? I haven't got. I have to get back into it. It's been like almost a week since. Ever since my my wife got back from her work trip, I just haven't had the the availability during the day and like at night i just was so i've been too tired to to really take the time to dive back in i gotta i gotta get back into it i, I do really enjoy the game i was i was thinking about it i am basically where matt was when we recorded underdog last week so i'm like five days behind him. <laughs> i have buddies who are like 50 percent through the game already and i, I just i don't i I'm not built like that, Greg. I'm I'm not built like that. I have a hard time just sitting there and playing for like multiple hours. Yeah, I've give me 45 minutes. I got the broom today. It's all it's flying around. It's cool, but give me like 45 minutes or an hour, and then I'm gonna move on and do something else. The only game I've ever really, the only games uh, I've ever really been able to like marathon or multiplayer style games, like even even like Grand Theft Auto and those sort of single player open world games they yeah. they've never really been my my go to i will say i guess the one maybe this is way back the godfather the original game which i've talked about on the show before yeah. the original game for xbox 360 that it's a game very very good game yeah i could i played that so much um other than that though you're you're kind of right i haven't i i find it very hard to sit there and just play like one game for 12 hours I have two games in my life that have, have met that criteria, both computer games. When I was young, it was The Sims. And when I got a little bit older, it was the Civilization series. Like, I could be playing Civ and, you know, it's not dark out anymore. Let's put it like that. Yeah. I have, any, I have... of, any of those games where it's like one more turn, one more turn, one more turn. I have friends who played those games a lot. I never got into to those computer games. Civ is wonderful. I was a bigger backyard baseball guy. Yeah, operating on different planes here, I think. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, listen, I know I, I could build the perfect backyard baseball lineup. We'd go undefeated. It was, it was, it was, it was the best GM backyard baseball's ever seen. Well, I was the best world leader that anyone's ever seen. So, <laughs> I don't I don't know who wins this. I don't know how you judge it. What's the criteria? I mean, I think the world's better than backyard baseball, but debatable. That is debatable, Greg. It is debatable. Uh, can't can't dance around this anymore. Let's talk about let's talk about how different things are now from say noon at sun on Sunday. Noon on Sunday, the Eagles head into. The Super Bowl, one and a half point favorites at Bavada. Both of their coordinators were coming back. Everything looked uh, so promising. Now, they have lost. They lost in unfortunate fashion. And both of their coordinators are gone. Everything's great. Ah, uh, great's a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, listen. I don't think the line was ever wrong. I think minus one and a half made made decent sense. I think that 
we ran into a situation where the the defense failed us miserably and luckily we get to leave the guy who who called all those plays and didn't adjust in Arizona where he belongs. He can deal with Kyler Murray and, and all that fun. Um, you guys are really all the people who are shitting on Jonathan Gannon are really going to miss Jonathan. Gannon. I, I promise you, I will not miss Jonathan Gannon. I can, no. I can assure you that when I the defense regresses in a gigantic way, well, the defense is going to regress more because of the personnel changeover versus the guy scheming it up. I, I think yeah. it, by it, it, it seems like the way the, the tea leaves are, uh, are, are being read here that, Brian Johnson's almost certainly going to be the offensive coordinator. He was the QB coach, long history with Jalen Hurts, in part responsible for Hurts' development. He'll move up and be the offensive coordinator. And it seems like Denard Wilson, currently the favorite to be the DC, although that is a, a little bit more open. How do we convince D'Amico Ryans to give up the Texans' head coaching job? Is that a thing? Can we do that? Well, if you could all... I mean, if, the the one you had a shot at was Gerard Mayo, but I think Gerard Mayo has got a little wink, wink deal with uh, Billy and and Bob Kraft to be the next head coach of the New England Patriots. Everybody always has that, and then Belichick just never goes anywhere. It's miserable. Yeah, they gave him a ton of money, and he didn't even interview with teams. Seems bad. Seems, yeah, seems doesn't bad. seem. It's not encouraging. So no. It's unlikely that anything is going to come of that. I just, they, they need to make these moves now because you really do run the risk of, of losing. It's going to be Brian Johnson or Kevin Patolo will be the offensive coordinator. Probably going to lose whoever you don't, uh, you don't promote. And the other one probably goes to be the offensive coordinator in Indy with uh, Shane Steichen. And you got to make your decisions on defense too, because Jonathan Gannon is going to take people with him. What's legitimately the most frustrating part about all of this is I get good teams lose coordinators. That's the life of the NFL. Yeah. It's the part where it all gets reported like 10 minutes before the Super Bowl starts. And like, I'm sure I know you mentioned it when we were texting back and forth during the day, like the players probably more than likely already know this, but but here's the thing. Two weeks ago after the, uh, NFC Championship game. It was where the band's getting back together. We're staying together. Here it is, fellas. We did it. Um, and then two weeks later, the whole the whole world's changed, and we're in a completely different situation. And we're have to retool our entire uh, coaching staff for the most part. Which is well, I think two weeks ago that was the likely outcome. However, Arizona was wildly underwhelmed by the candidates that they met with, and. The Eagles really suffered. It's always Indy. It's always Indy that this comes up. The Eagles suffered because Ben Johnson was apparently the favorite to be the head coach in Indy and decided that's not the job he wanted. He stayed in Detroit for another year and took a big uh, a big salary increase. I mean, to be fair, I don't know why anybody would want to go to Indy. It seems like an absolute uh, clown yeah. show. And I think, I think Mr. Johnson is smart enough to know that. Yeah, so I, I guess good luck. It's, it's amazing to me that Indy would want to run through another Eagles coordinator after the, the, the experience with the last guy. But well, it, it kind of makes perfect sense. They're like, we really we, we like the Eagles offense. We like elements that, that Frank Reich brought. 
we we missed a lot when Sirianni left to go to Philadelphia. Let's just go take Sirianni's top offensive guy. Yeah, I I get it. I understand it. It's frustrating. Honestly, I I can't even really process the coaching changes because they've been like one. I'm just mad for the most part at Jonathan Gannon, and I've never thought he was a good defensive coordinator. I know you're going to dispute it with facts, probably, <laughs> um, and numbers. Gut, and your gut says he's not good, and you got to um, go with your gut. That's that's usually how things work. I knew Matisse Thibel stunk. I knew Robert Covington stunk. I know these things for eh, this is just what think. happens. Um, I was wrong on Carson Wentz. The gut was wrong there. So I have to, I have to chalk that one up to bad gut. But uh, to be fair, it's just like I don't – I think I sent it to you yesterday. Like I don't know I don't know how I'll ever recover from, from that game. Like I, I just don't. Like you, you keep hearing stats. You keep hearing things about how – like the, the way to win that game was time of possession and dominating the ball and keeping – the guy who has the very serious potential now to go down as a, a potential top two, if not top one, quarterback of all time, and is on. A We've got some time before he's top one. Let's uh, let's not sure, jump. No, on I'm saying I'm saying there's a trajectory there now that is most certainly cemented with two Super Bowls in his first five years as a starter and two and three appearances. Like yeah, well, Brady played for like 29 years. I don't that that believe me, I get that too. Um, it's more of just a potential projection. I don't think he's anywhere near that status as of right now. Um, but if the, there's continued success, it could most certainly be a conversation that we have in episode, sure. I don't know, 1800 of the show. Um, back in 2040, I guess. Gotta, at that do, point. gotta do some quick math here. I'm pretty sure I'll be dead by then, <laughs> but whoever, whoever's hosting this iteration of, uh, of your wrong. I look it'll forward to, be, it'll, it'll to be Mat- like, Matisse Coletta and and it'll be it'll be uh it'll be like you know Matt and Mark's kid yelling at each other or me uh, Creed thought style just recording into my computer and not sending it anywhere so that like your your first podcast pretty much just yelling into the <laughs> pool. And it's just dude like. Uh, th- there's so much that goes into that game, and I know people. I almost threw my phone through the bathroom window this afternoon after seeing the Juju tweet. Like, I don't know why it shouldn't bother me. It's stupid. It's social media. It's just so annoying to have the game end on a play, like uh, penalty or not, textbook or not. It is so unbelievably frustrating to have a game end that way. It For just sure. is. Like for sure. I mean, it was a penalty. Everybody says it was a penalty. James Bradbury says it was a penalty. Well, what do you want him to say? I would think if he did not commit a penalty there, he would be the first person who's like, I don't think it should have been called, but it is what it is. It happened. And you're right. It's an absolute garbage way for the game to end. Well, the issue is consistency, right? You, you saw clear plays earlier in the game where he was doing the same thing and they never even considered throwing flags. They let guys play on both sides. Right. You have an NFL game with zero holding penalties until the two minute mark in the game. Like that doesn't happen week in and week out. And then to throw one in that situation, it seems, it seems insane to me. It seems insane. to me. 
Like I've I've refed hundreds of basketball games. Obviously, much different stage. I'm not comparing it to that. But the point is to not make. I the think conversation. it's exactly the same. The point is to not make the conversation about the officiating when people are leaving or the game's over, etc. And that's exactly what that play did and what that flag did. Whether it's a correct call or not, that that's that's what that call does. Especially the ticky tack nature of it. So. I don't know. Greg, more importantly, I just got an email and we've been invited to go see the Grammy Award winning La Santa Cecilia and Mariachi Divas private concert. We're invited. It's February 18th in Pasadena. I'm putting us down as maybes. I mean, book the tickets now. Book the airfare. Let's do this thing. I wonder if they'll pay for airfare. You'd be My surprised. Guess. No, you'd be surprised. Huh. All right. A lot of I did you know I got invited to Fashion Week? New York Fashion <laughs> Week. Yeah. God, People send me weird cool stuff. stuff. Like I'm literally sitting here in shorts and socks that don't match. And that, they're like That's that's high fashion, buddy. Sir, you should go to Fashion Week. Like I agree <laughs> I should. I I just think it would be funny, like me sitting next to Kylie Jenner. That now that would be funny. <laughs> I could find I'd, I'd find that entertaining. Just make a mockery of the entire thing. Maybe that was the purpose. Maybe that was the purpose. It very well could have been. <sighs> I don't know, Gregory. Listen, I don't. We didn't, I don't we didn't know. lose. We didn't lose the game because of that call. We all know no. that the, the, we lost the game because you couldn't get one single stop on defense. No matter, I don't care field conditions. I don't care any of that BS. Yeah. You gotta be able to get off the field. You have to, and you couldn't. So that's how you lose, even though you dominate time of possession, plays run. Your quarterback plays the game of his life. Uh, your starting running back disappears for some reason because he fumbled on the first time he touched the ball. Oh, everyone knew that was coming. Yeah, it's just uh, I, I don't know. It's it's one of those games that eventually, if I ever do muster up the the courage to watch it back, there's just oh gross no opportunities. No, by the way, the Chiefs open open uh, betting as the favorite at Bavada for next year's Super Bowl plus six hundred. That's Eagles. crazy, dude. I I thought they were a team that nobody believed in. Nobody <laughs> uh, nobody believed in them, Chris. Yeah, real underdog story. Um, You're the best quarterback in the league and have for several years now at this point, but no one believed in them, Chris. It's well, such that an was asinine thing. take. That was the whole thing here is like the Eagles had the better team, but the the best player won the game. Yes. The best player on the field was number 15 for Kansas city. And it's not, it's not close. I don't care how well Jalen hurts played. I don't care how well anyone uh, else. Jalen hurts was second in MVP voting, Greg. That means he's the second best player in the NFL. Uh, sure. Second best quarterback in the NFL. I'm fine. With no, saying. Play, and I'm not, I don't even know that I'm willing to make that. <laughs> that exactly. Um, I just I can't imagine. I can't imagine the the uh, the balls to be like, hey, listen, guys. Nobody believed in us. Nobody nobody took us seriously at the beginning of the year, despite the fact that we've been to four straight NFC or AFC championships, two of the last three Super Bowls. No one thought one, one. we could do it. Yeah, one one. It's just great. You have you have arguably okay. So let's think about it. You have the best quarterback, the best tight end in the league, 
arguably one of the best, if not the best defensive tackle in Chris Jones on the team. A top uh, three coach of all time. Yeah, top three of all time, right. Probably top one or two currently coaching. I guess you have to give Belichick the nod yeah. in this situation because of the championships. But, like, it's just – it's it's crazy to get on the mic and just start yelling about that. It's, it's crazy. Uh, for sure it's crazy. But, <laughs> I mean, look, what they did was impressive. They're, that's a really, really good football team. Yeah. Uh, I, I was sick to my stomach the two weeks prior to the game where people are saying stuff like, I feel good about this game. I feel good about Why? Why do you feel good about this I mean, this what do you game? mean? We had a 10-point lead at halftime, and we gifted them seven points. That's oh, why everybody felt good about let, that game. Let's talk about that. We're it's, – it's close to halftime. And – and Alexa makes a comment to me because I'm, I'm like very antsy, even with the 10 point lead. And I was like, the, the only way, like the best way I can relate this to you is a couple of Christmases ago, like uh, in the week leading up to Christmas, Lex was working on, on stuff for, for New Year's Eve or for Christmas Eve. I was in the, I was, you know, in the, in the great room right next to her downstairs and I was watching the Warriors Sixers game and the Sixers were up like 25 points on the Warriors in the second quarter. And she's like, what are you worried about? They're going to kill them. And I was like, no, this isn't enough points. You don't understand. (laughs) Like you don't understand. It's not enough points. And that's exactly what happened in this game. And you saw the momentum swing and swing and swing until there just was none anymore. Um, the the call was what it was. I mean, I sent put... I I sent you a text on the uh, in the third quarter when they settled for the field goal and went up by six. I was like, all right, now I'm officially like seriously nervous because you just well, that's what AJ jump. Brown said too. Yeah, AJ Brown said when you, when they kicked the field goal, he thought they could lose. Exactly, and you like if if you can't stop them. You can't settle for field goals and you can't punt and you can't, you just can't do the things that you ended up doing in, in the biggest game. And it's like being up, being up in the first half, being up 10 at halftime, you, you certainly had confidence because the Eagles were a team that could close out games, but it's a different story playing the Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? Who's already done it once in a Super Bowl, coming back from double digits in a, in a fourth quarter? Yep. Like he's done it once, he can certainly do it again. Um, yeah, it's it's there was never never a real comfortable feeling. I mean, I definitely no. think I definitely think like I have zero problem with having confidence heading into the game because of the way the team played. Like I know. Um, other people and analysts want to look back on it and I go, why, why did we ever think that the Eagle, the Eagles were paper this and paper that Dude, they went toe to toe with the chiefs and, and uh, honestly, Oh yeah, no, I don't, I didn't buy that for a second. One thing, one thing goes a different way and the Eagles are the ones holding, you know, holding the trophy up versus the chiefs. So I don't want to hear that bitterness from weird Cowboys fans who grew up in New York city, but somehow are Cowboys fans. Like I don't Oh, that, that, that same person who's a Cowboys fan, a Yankees fan and, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, a, a Detroit Red Wings. Fan. The only reason they matter is because their, their cousin happens to host the 
late night talk show. Um, that's it's, not what I was going for, but all right. That's what I'm going for because it's people like that 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 love to try to throw it in your face just because you you're a Cowboys fan and you don't like the Eagles, and I get that. But you say things that 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 don't make sense, and it's it's bothersome. But the front running is just un unbelievable, Chris. Yeah. By the way, Eagles tied for the fourth best odds at Bavada to win the Super Bowl next year with the Cincinnati Bengals the second best odds of any NFC team plus 900 to plus 800 for the 49ers at Bavada. Hate that. Don't like that. Cause I don't know what this team looks like next year. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's impossible to make these predictions right now with effectively eight defensive starters being free agents and, and Jason Kelsey's probably going to retire. And Sayamalu is probably gone. And they lost two coordinators. The, if ever there was a recipe, and I've said this a million times leading up to this, if ever there was a recipe for a team to hardcore you know, show what the Super Bowl hangover is, it's this Eagles team. Yeah, and you have the NFC West on the schedule next year, and I think the AFC. And the Chiefs, yeah. And very good chance the Eagles... Open the season with the Chiefs next year. Yay! <laughs> Very good. I would guess, I would guess that the Chiefs and Eagles open the season on that Thursday night game. Uh, I just, I can't handle that, dude. Like, uh, here's the thing. Like, I don't know what you're going to end up doing offensively with some of the decisions you're going to have to make. What Kelsey, do you worry about offensively? Well, I worried. I guess I'm worried about what you're going to do at running back. Like mm. I don't, I don't yeah, want to bring Miles Sanders back. Well. He's not coming back. There's no, there's zero percent chance. You don't I'm think they could worried. potentially franchise tag him? I can't not tell if you're expensive. being. I can't tell if you're being serious. I'm being. I am. I'm being serious because they seem why? to like him, despite me hating him. Since but why would you? Did, they didn't even use him in the Super Bowl. I think he has played his last game as a Philadelphia Eagle. If they're going to franchise tag anybody, it's going to be C.J. Gardner Johnson. Because there, there is an, a relatively cheap franchise tag for an important player on that defense. The one, it's not going to. It's not going to be Miles Sanders. Um, maybe Hargrave would be the other option if they could extend CJ. But the issue with that is that franchise tag is going to be very expensive for the defensive tackle position. Uh, position. I don't. I don't know, man. Offensively, look, running back. It, it's going to be who it is. Like it's going to be Gainwell and a, a fourth round pick. So no Boston really, Scott. Well, yeah, but I mean, Boston Scott's not, we're not talking about Boston Scott as a starter. Nobody's like, Oh yeah. Who the, that chief's wide receiver room. Yeah. Let, let's talk about, I don't know. I can't even think of the. I'm like, I'm just so blinded to the chiefs right now. Nobody's talking about their fifth receiver when we're talking about the starters next year. True. So, true. I think it'll be Gainwell and and like a mid round pick splitting carries. Very good wide, a very good running back draft. So they'll figure that out. I'm not worried about it. Very worried about what's going to happen on the offensive line. You know, I, I would assume Kelsey is done, though he's hasn't jumped to say that just yet. I would guess more likely than not he is done which means Jurgens has to go to center. Then you have a hole at guard where 
They're not going to be able to afford to resign Sayamalu. He stinks uh, anyway. He doesn't is the thing. Super underrated player. Uh, that's cool, man. He it did totally. I love guys that go uh, that false start on third and inches. I love guys that do that. Great guys, great, players. Great guys players, false start. Like players, disrespect. Just, no, I know. I, I just want to be mad about it, Chris. And you are effectively doing that. Um, <laughs> defense is a much bigger problem, though. Yeah. Defense is a much bigger problem. The one thing people are talking about while he is under contract next year is Darius Slay was kind of terrible for the last ten games of the season. So that's cool. Uh, he will be one. He will be one cornerback. I would guess the Eagles' top pick, that number ten pick, is going to be uh, starting opposite him with Avante Maddox, and probably C.J. Gardner Johnson and Reed Blankenship. I really can't have Ringo be the guy. Oh, he's garbage. Hey. Keely Ringo is is hot, stinky garbage. I don't think I don't think he's a first round pick when it's all said and done. He's just not good. He's tall. He's big and he's fast, which is cool. And he made that really great play in the national championship game two years ago, which is neat. He's just not a good, he's not a good cornerback right saw, now. Is the thing. I saw a mock draft yesterday that had them going there at 10. And I, I was like, I, 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 but if I could just turn off all notifications for sports in my phone, you, you can, by the way, it's, that's one, you can do that in one button. Yeah. You're not wrong. I just, I, the way, the way it's going right now, and obviously it's pre combine. So a lot's going to change. It seems like Devin Witherspoon is the top cornerback, followed by Christian Gonzalez, uh, Joey Porter Jr., and then like you know Cam Smith and all of those guys are in that mix at that point. I I, I do not think Ringo is going to be a first round pick. That I would be shocked, but weird stuff happens. He's going to run really well. He's not going ten though. Uh, that other that other first round pick now now thirty. Well, I guess thirty-one, but there it's the it'll be the thirtieth selection because of the forfeited pick by the Dolphins. Defensive end or offensive tackle who can play guard for a year is my guess. Eagles like to build on the lines. Whatever pick that wasn't is probably the second round pick, and then we're talking about. I'll tell you what the sneaky needs going to be receiver. Uh, if 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 there's a guy they like in the mid rounds, Xavier Hutchinson or Parker Washington or somebody like that. I could see them drafting him to compete with Quez next year because, man, was he a letdown. Dog, Quez, I'm going to say it, he sucks. I, I don't know why I was trying to sugarcoat it and say stinks. Yeah. The, the guy can't catch, can't hold on to the ball. It, it Don't let the door hit you in the ass, bro. Like, but they, they use him in such a weird way, though. He's, well, not, he's not supposed to be a slot receiver. Like let let just let him go take the top off the defense. Let him go run fast in the sideline and, and draw a cornerback downfield. Don't, he's not going to work over the middle. He's tiny. He doesn't have great hands. Doesn't catch in traffic. Like he was set up to fail. He definitely doesn't ways. have great hands. That I can confirm. Uh, he oh yeah. But look, Quez made some tough catches early in the season. I know recency bias is what it is, but Quez made some tough catches early in the year. He just doesn't look right. He is not a an actual like legitimate slot receiver could really open up this offense. A really good running back could open up this offense. I know everybody is pushing for Bijan Robinson. I would love it, but it's probably not a good allocation of resources. I don't know, man. It's who on the defensive line, Josh Sweat, Milton Williams, and Jarrah Jordan Davis. 
are there. Like everybody else is a free agent. At linebacker, Nicobe Dean is there. I think everybody else is a free agent. It's uh, uh gonna be interesting. <laughs> Nicobe Dean better than Kaiser White and TJ Edwards. Is that a thing? Can I I think that's I entirely my... possible. Okay, good. I just want to make myself believe it. So I, I look, I think that's entirely possible. Nicobe played great when he got the opportunity to play. They just the thing is Oh, Hassan Reddick is obvious. I, I always forget about Hassan Reddick because he doesn't really have a traditional position. Right. He's just kind of the outside he's, guy. He's the edge, but like to call him a linebacker doesn't make doesn't make sense to me. Um Yeah, no, I I, I think that Dean just didn't get the opportunity to play because White and, and Edwards were there. And then look, TJ played great. I think TJ is gonna be a, a big loss if they don't bring him back. I think they probably won't. But, you know, he's not the most irreplaceable player in the world. No, no. I like Dean a lot, though. Not. You feel good about Dean. Yeah, I do, too. I think uh, I think that Dean's he, – he obviously fell, but the guy was the best linebacker in college football for two years. So. Well, he fell because of questions of his size, and there was the whole talk that he was going to have to have knee surgery and he was going to miss the whole season, and that just turned out to be bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, and then it ended up not being the case. So I'm, I'm confident in if he actually gets on the field for legitimate time, we have a real opportunity. Yeah, but, with with Jurgens and Dean, I think you have two guys ready to step in who are going to be very good. So I I'm not worried. So. I'm not worried about <laughs> that. And by the way, I do think it's funny, and I know this this tends to be how it works. But yeah, we talk about us having the fourth best odds at Bavada. When you look to the coaches who just left. Jonathan Gannon and his Arizona Cardinals have the are plus twenty five hundred, the absolute worst odds, tied with the Houston Texans, and just below them, Shane Steichen and the Indianapolis Colts plus fifteen thousand at Bavada. Yeah, it's it's not good. Like it's not good. The Cardinals might be the worst. Most like uh, it, it, between the Cardinals and the Colts, I don't know which job's worse to take. It might be the Cardinals simply because Kyler is coming off and. A, major knee injury and nuke wants to be traded yeah so that that's not cool um like not even a little bit did you did you see that that tweet that was going around all week about that tiny little power lifter kid no oh it's so funny you got to google it and immediately everybody was it was like this kid was probably like i think it was like the world's strongest five-year-old was what the tweet (laughs) was or something like that and every like immediately people were like, I'm glad to see Kyler Murray's rehabs going well. And that's funny. Um, I'm here for that. That's awesome. <laughs> I had to find it. It was, it was funny and also accurate. Um, <laughs> who, who, the other, who are our other new coaches? We've got, uh, we've got uh, Sean Payton in Denver. They are plus 3,500. At Bavada, we've got we've got who? Frank Reich in in Carolina. Oof. They are they're putting a they're putting a staff together, man. They brought Jim Caldwell in as a special assistant. They brought in the uh, the Broncos DC, who's super highly thought of. The the Panthers find themselves plus fifty five hundred. 
And the last team, the Houston Texans, you mentioned earlier, D'Amico Ryan's Houston Texans are, where are they? Holy patoopy. Uh... Weren't they last, you said? Oh, yes, I did. Plus 25,000 at Bavada, tied with Jonathan Gannon's Arizona Cardinals. It's not good. Not good for them. Not in the least. We did get an interesting piece of NFL news today with Derek Carr being released. Where do you think he ends up? I don't know. I mean, he said he wouldn't accept a trade to the Saints. So, like, that. Well, he wanted to pick his own team and, and come up with his own contract because, I mean, they caught him. They have to pay him still. Yeah. Yeah. That makes He sense. made the right decision. He put himself in a great position right now, too, because because he was released, he doesn't have to wait until the start of the new NFL year. He can, he can negotiate with teams right now. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, honestly, it's Jets or Saints. I don't know. I agree. I don't really know if there's – I mean, I don't think San Fran takes a shot at him, even though they need a quarterback. Tampa, I mean, maybe. Don't they have, think, like, 30 quarterbacks? Yeah, but everybody's hurt slash probably actually stinks if we really break it down. Um, yeah, I don't know if I buy that. But, yeah. Oh, are you a big Brock Purdy guy? No, but I think we're writing off Trey Lance far too early. That That's probably true. But the, the fact of the matter with Trey Lance is, is that – me and you have thrown almost nearly as many in-play passes as he has in the last three years. So it's hard for me to, it's yes, hard for like, me to be like, this is definitely a guy. The same, like, yes, we've we've thrown roughly the same number of NFL touchdowns as Trey Lance, but also the same amount as like Bryce Young. <laughs> That's Stroud. true. You're not wrong. Yeah. Arch I, uh, Manning hasn't thrown one, and I put Arch Manning stock well above ours as a NFL quarterback. That's debatable. That guy loses his ID like once a week. So I, I'm, I'd be afraid that that guy's going to lose a lot of footballs during uh, his career. Okay. Well, he's like 11 years old. <laughs> By the way, how about how crazy was it? Like people were going nuts about what's it, Marshall Manning? Do you see all of that? Who? Uh, Peyton's kid. Oh, God. When, when he was he was throwing warm-ups in, in the Pro Bowl games to to the NFL players. And like people were going nuts about him. The kid's 11, I think. I've had enough of the Mannings. I oh, I no. it's going to continue. It never ends, dude. They just they're the the NFL family that keeps on keeps on growing and keeps on every every generation's going to have a Manning. As it should be. Ah, dog. Uh shout out though Roger Goodell. I was really happy to see him weirdly hugging and celebrating with the random players of the chiefs. That was, that was cool. I enjoyed that. That makes That's what commissioners do, right? What's your, what's, I feel like you're just want to be mad about this. What yeah, do you I do. It's just a weird, it's a weird, uh, first of all, it's, it's just weird. Like, don't do that. Be, be a professional. Like, what are we right. talking about? It does not bother me even a little bit. Me. It's just it's it's not that it bothers me. I think it's a very weird look. It doesn't bother me, but I'm furious. I, I think it's I think it's very it's a very weird look for a commissioner to be carried like a baby uh by a 390 pound defensive lineman after a game in celebration. I think that's oh, so you're this <laughs> it's it's the fans for so long who have been like, oh, they're trying to make it the no fun league. And then like Goodell's screwing around after the oh, game. That's not like, fun. It should be more take, serious. Taking, taking away being able to dunk in the goalpost is a stupid rule versus, hey, I'm going to pick the commissioner up like he's my two-year-old child and swing him around like we're doing ring around the rosy. 
that's not fun. That's weird. Wow. You're the commissioner of a league. Like that's that's bizarre to me. Who look, I was the commissioner of Region 21 CYO basketball, and I can't tell you how many times I was spun around. <laughs> it's exactly the same. hundred percent. One hundred. Then we went 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 we went out to meals after the game. How would that go over? It <laughs> wouldn't go over well. Oh man. I don't know. It's just there's there's so many things that are gonna bother me for a very long time about the game in general, and I don't yeah, even and, give and like life in general. Like, well, that too. You're a, you're a bothered person. I don't I don't even give really that much of a shit about the field stuff, like because it yeah. is a situation where both teams had to play on it. Like maybe it affected right. one team more than another, but like it just is what it is. Like I don't. I mean, I had to watch Agreed. Peyton Manning play a Super Bowl in a rainstorm, so like. This just this is something that happens. I don't I don't know what else to tell. Agreed. Um, I'm more in. I'm more upset about things that happened in game and on the field and the lack of being able to adapt and you know do really anything defensively at all. The only guy that did show up was your boy Chauncey Gardner Johnson, and really only on one play where he absolutely just crushed Isaiah Pacheco. No, Chauncey had a Chauncey CJ had a decent game. Um, well, I mean. You say the only one who showed up, but all like Dallas Goddard was spectacular. I said defensively, defensively. Oh, sorry, the, sorry. the whole offense showed up. I think everyone except for Quez Watkins was at the game. It was awesome. Oh, and and Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, Sanders, yeah, Sanders was on the bench though, so that I, I'm less I'm less inclined to blame him considering he I, just didn't see the field. I think I saw that if you take Jalen Hurts out of it, the Eagles had 17 carries for 41 yards. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. It's because you don't have Sanders is the guy that's supposed to be the one that carries the load in terms of rushing, and he fumbled on the first play, which is then hilarious that post-game Sirianni was like, oh, you know, if a guy does this, you don't like you don't go away from it. If a guy fumbles, you go back to him on the next play. If a guy throws an interception, you're not going to stop throwing. It's like, well, no, you did that. Sanders fumbled that ball out of bounds in the first play, say. and then he disappeared for the remainder of the first half. That's what you have to say. You can't be like, yeah, we don't trust Miles Sanders, so we didn't play. Why? He's a free agent. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, but you want players to sign with your team. I guess. Like you, you, you can't, You're not going to just throw people under the bus. No, I know. It's all coach speak or shit. I don't know. Buddy, how, favorite, how do we... What was, what was your favorite commercial? I didn't... I don't think I watched one commercial. I heard about... My wife told me about them. How did you I, not I watch one commercial? I just... Every time the... the, the A lot of pooping? Game, yeah, exactly. Every time the game went to commercial, I would either walk away or I'd go on my phone, send angry text messages or, or positive text messages, depending on the situation. I spent part of the, the end of the second quarter putting my kids to bed. Um, so there was that. I didn't watch a ton during that. I liked halftime, though. I thought halftime was good. I did, too. But I'm seeing, first of all, I was like, I think Rihanna's pregnant. And P.S. She is. Um, but I I thought it was good. It's weird that like now I'm seeing more and more like the halftime show was terrible. Rihanna lip synced most of it. They always lip sync. What are we talking I about? I know, but people are really starting to take a dump on Rihanna. Ugh, I thought I thought that everything was I thought it was great. I thought, I, I thought like, it was good too. 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand people that want to poo-poo that. I think it was no, a... I'm not the world's biggest Rihanna fan, but I, hey, it was it was interesting. And, it, was, it was a spectacle. Yeah, neither am I, but I thought like the stage part of it was cool. I thought like you know, the the I think the best tweet of the entire evening went to the guy that put the Super Smash Brother characters on the different ledges uh mm-hmm. and said, "Watch out Rihanna" with an exclamation point. Um Gregory, this is going to be a hot take, but I've never been a Smash Brothers fan. I stink at that game, so I've n- I, I I didn't spend a lot of time playing it. Um, but I just I, oh. I I know why I understand why people like it. If that makes sense, I'll play some Mario Kart, but I'm not a Smash guy. Yeah, I, you'd never find me like just playing Smash Brothers, um, like on my own or anything like that. No chance. You're gonna play after this, aren't you? Uh no, I, I might throw a couple legs of darts and then probably go to bed. <laughs> wait, a, wait a second. It's they're called legs of darts. Yeah, is like that a, like rounds? Yeah, sure. Uh, the game, one game, five hundred one down to zero. It's a leg of darts. I don't have the. I don't have the beginnings of an idea as to what that means. Five to one down. Five oh. Yeah, so you start with five hundred one points, and the goal is to get down to zero. Did not know that. It's okay. You didn't have to. Nobody cares anyway, except for me. I'm the only one. Yeah, and even that, I wonder if this is just like an elaborate prank. It's no. Believe me, it's not. It got me through most of the weekend waiting for that stupid game to start. No, the game was <laughs> stupid. Uh, but it, there will be it more. Should, it it was stupid, but it 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 had the real potential that it couldn't like it. It was wasn't okay. going to be stupid. For the record, like we say the game was stupid. The game was actually a, an incredibly competitive game and incredibly entertaining game if you can divorce yourself from the fact that it didn't go the way our team wanted it to. Yeah. I think I think the consensus is that it was actually one of the better Super Bowls that have been played in a while. It just stinks it didn't go the way we wanted it to. Right. And if you take it if you if you take the overall viewpoint of these were the two best teams, and I think we found that out. Like the the, I think the biggest question was going to be how do the Eagles face adversity going into that game if they have to because of how they got to the Super Bowl and the whole talk of it and play anybody all year because apparently this is college football and your BCS ranking matters, not just your record. Look, they um, crushed Toledo. I don't want to hear about it. They crushed <laughs> Toledo. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Are you? <laughs> um, but the 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 thing is, is that when they were down by eight, I was essentially resigned to, well, it was a good run. We we gave it our all, and it is what it is. And this team proved that they had championship medal, like they did. They – a huge pass to Devontae Smith, touchdown, two-point conversion, the game's tied, balls back in the defense's hands to finally do something they never do, but like – I think that proved that this game was this game was much closer than I think the people who were saying that the Eagles didn't play anybody, Paul, could could ever argue. Yeah. Well, pitchers and catchers, Greg. Ah, it was four days away from Saturday. I think it starts tomorrow, buddy. We're we're back. Phillies baseball here to disappoint. No Bryce Harper until I don't know September probably. Hey, um, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this promise right now. I'm gonna watch. At least five games this year. I'll watch five before the first week of the season ends. Chris, come on, buddy. I don't have, look. I don't get. 
I don't have access to Phillies games. I, I'm not going to buy whatever the, the <laughs> MLB TV or whatever. I got an email today that my my you, my subscription is yeah. going to be renewed. Oh, really? Because I thought YouTube TV lost MLB TV or something. I just do it through the website, yeah, or the MLB app. So I would have to I would have to purchase it. So like while I will have an interest, look, I I'll, I'll, I I have the notifications on my phone. I like to know what they're doing, how they're doing. I'll look at the box uh, scores the next day. Don't necessarily have to watch every game, but I am interested because you get, you know, Trey Turner coming in and Andrew Painter and all of that good stuff. So I will probably watch some games early in the year, but it's going to be, I I will watch single digit games. You know what the worst part about the Super Bowl or about the, the Eagles losing What's that? It's not just that they lost. It's now that we just don't have football and, until September. Um, actually, the XFL starts in days. Yeah, I, I saw the tweets from all the teams like the night of the Super Bowl or the day after the Super you, Bowl. You follow XFL teams? On no, Twitter? people sent them to, to different group chats that I'm in. I would never. I would absolutely never. No, um, it sounds like something you would do. I'm pretty sure you, you were a USFL guy. If only. I don't know. I'm I miss football. It's by far my favorite sport to watch. It's it it takes over my Sundays and now I'm just I don't know, go to church or something. I have no idea. I have no idea yeah, what to do with Well you can time. pray for the Eagles next season. Literally Saturday and Sunday, the kickoff of the XFL season. I need well. Well, the Lions. Vegas be Vipers, all- man. Vegas Vipers. Arlington Renegades. Renegades. Two point favorites at Bavada. I was gonna say, will the lines be up on Bavada for the XFL? They're, it sounds like they are. They're absolutely up, and all all four of the games are between one and a half and two and a half point lines because I don't think we really know who, about the XFL yet. <laughs> that that's a good guess. Miles Sanders it, not completing the parlay for seven hundred dollars is also that hurts. That's, that's gonna that, that's. Way, I, I said the whole time over was a lockety lock. Oh yeah, buddy, cash. Um, if anybody knows anything about the XFL, there is money to be made right now. I had to look at these rosters, dude. That's where we got it. All right, we'll do some deep diving. We'll come back with our picks next week. Yeah, I like this. I don't know that I do, but I'll commit, to it for, <laughs> I'll commit to it for one week, and we'll see how it goes. That works. That works. All right. Well, that is going to be it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. For Greg Crone, I'm Chris Horwoodale. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you back here for all that hot XFL talk next week.